there, everybody. Welcome back to another, another, another exciting episode of Because Cannabis on Wayward Media, wayward.media on the interwebs. That's where you go. That's where you type it in. It is a brand new episode every single Wednesday on YouTube at 420 p.m. P.m. Easy for me to say. Sometimes you ever just get weirded out, Dustin, when you go to say a word that you think. <laughs> Welcome, by the way, Dustin Kava. You say a word that you know how to say. You've said that word repeatedly umpteenth times without even thought but when you're here in the moment and you're in front of a microphone and you're in front of a camera and you're actually know that you're recording then it's a it is a i don't know man how that happens it just happens sometimes (laughs) i you know what i have that problem i can never say the word aluminum i always say aluminum that's a hard word you know so i definitely i have i have my own share of of words i cannot say Uh, mine is (laughs) curriculum Curriculum is a very hard word, and that's a word of, you know, being the director of marketing at a cannabis education facility. I say the word curriculum a lot, but the reality is I avoid saying it. Do you have words, maybe like aluminum, that mid-conversation you avoid saying because you realize, like, apprentice, all of a sudden you're like, I can't say that. So you're like someone who's a helper. Do you ever have a moment <laughs> where you just substitute a word because you know I- that your brain level only goes so far? You know what? My my girl is so funny about certain words. And so like words like broker cannot be stated in the house. Or when you talk What's about broker. I I don't know. She's got she she really, really you could just see the hair standing on the back of her neck when you say it. Um, I know people that to... hate the word moist. Moist is yes. a word that for some reason sets off people. Uh, it sets them off. I'm not exactly sure why that is. I don't know. Do you have a word that sets you off? Uh, go put your fingers there uh, on your hopefully not moist keyboard or phone. Leave a comment there. Is a word that you struggle to say? Is a word you mispronounce often? Uh, that's what we're here for. A little bit of help, a little bit of cannabis conversations, which is what we're going to do today. Got a great guest lined up. Really looking forward to talking with her. We'll bring in just a few minutes. We're going to talk cooking today. We're going to talk cannabis uh, today, Dustin. But before we get to that, I'd like to talk footwear. I know it's a bit of a stretch and we'll get to cooking later. Maybe some badly cooked food has been known to taste like leather shoes, but we've been recently remodeling a closet in my house, Dustin. And as taking that out, a closet that my wife and I share, we did a inventory on footwear within our household. And my wife has six pairs of shoes that are in random regular rotation. Uh, I have, and these are all... Like, I swear, I wear these on a regular basis. It is not. I have 14 shoes. <laughs> that I wear. Is that, is that, like, and, and I actually just got a couple more because I was like, and, so they're different canvas shoes for different moments because it has to match. Like, this red would go with something else. But then there's the occasional this shoe moment. And then that doesn't count boots. That doesn't count tennis, like, workout tennis shoes. That doesn't count my disc golf specific shoes, which I keep downstairs. Now I'm pushing, I'm pushing double, like, 20. I'm pushing 20 pairs of shoes. As a 50-year-old man, uh, is that problematic? (laughs) That's all I need to know. Is it problematic uh, that I have too many shoes? As a friend who really cares about you, I I have to tell you, that's a problem. That is definitely a problem. Hold on. Tamara Anderson uh, from Culinary and Cannabis. Uh, We're going to talk a lot of that right now. But Tamara Anderson from Culinary and Cannabis, that's culinaryandcannabis.com. Let me ask you that. First off, Tamara, 20-plus shoes for this slightly above-average-looking gentleman, uh, married father of four. Too much, or am I just fashionable? You're just fashionable. It's not too much. My, my, My brother, who is... 
10 years old, he's 37. I just went to his house in Tennessee. He has a man cave and the whole wall is all shoes. They got to be the right color, the right shade. So just say you're fashionable. You know, some of us like, you know, just want to be comfortable, but it's a, shoes are a fashion statement for men. So no, they're not, you don't have enough. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. I first feel validated. Uh, that's why I bring guests onto the show. I need you to make me feel good. And then we'll talk about your business. So pass. Congratulations. You passed the test. Uh, I would say so. Uh, Tamara Anderson, culinary and cannabis, culinary and uh, spa treatments with cannabis infusion. Uh, lots of great stuff to get to footwear question for you, though, is being someone and I'm always fascinated when I talk to guests who live in ideal climates like California, as opposed to Dustin's and I's gray, snowy January days we go through. Uh, my parents live in Florida and now my dad, since moving to Florida, owns one pair of shoes and their sandals. And that's it all the time uh, in a warm weather city. Are you pretty much just like sandals kind of thing? Or do you still have to rock the different footwear and closed toe options when the moment calls for? It, it all has to coordinate. You can't, I all mean, right. here's the thing. Once you get like over 65, sandals seems to be their shoe wear, right? Just slip it on yes. and go it, with everything. But even <laughs> if I wear sandals, some, some are bling, some got heels, some got, so nope, we still got to switch it up. We got to keep it fresh. Mm. I feel it. All right, Dustin, help me out. I'm going too much footwear. Bring us back to cannabis. <laughs> Dustin, oh, I, we lost. Yeah, we lost you for a second there, Dustin. You got some audio issues there. Uh, all right. So uh, Tamara Anderson, culinaryandcannabis.com. Um, we've been going through, I got all your bio. I've talked about the company a little bit, but why don't you give us kind of the, what's the elevator pitch here? Let's, let's talk, let's start there. And then we'll dig into how you got into this industry, uh, you know, and what you are doing to kind of change it and bring this infusion of positivity. Everybody wants to say infusion of cannabis, but infusion of positivity and, and, and sensory interactiveness, uh, give us a little rundown of culinary and cannabis and kind of what exactly it is. So Culinary and Cannabis is the all-sensory interactive cannabis educational event production company. So we create events around the whole plant, experiencing the whole plant. I think that you learn, for me, you learn by experience. So I just try to create those atmospheres and opportunities for people of whatever level you consume, however you consume. Uh, we want to make it comfortable for you to do that. Do we get Dustin back here? Can you... We do have some audio issues on your wow. end, Dustin. My heart. It's one of those shows, tomorrow. Sometimes they run perfectly smooth. Sometimes they do not. We are just going to roll with it, though. That's just what happens uh, here because Cannabis, Wednesdays, 4.20 p.m., uh, every brand new show. We'll get Dustin back in a few minutes. Uh, so you got this culinary and cannabis, um, but, you know, you have this other background and pastry chef and some other things. Uh, why go cannabis, right? California you know, is in there. It's been legal medicinally, 96, obviously, you know, not that long ago, 17, 18, adult use. Uh, you have this skills right you have these pastry skills you have these other skills when in your brain did you say cannabis needs to be part of this and the educational part of this has to happen so um like you said i'm a registered nurse i'm a pastry chef um even though i'm a registered nurse i've always been believing in holistic medicine even before mm -hmm. i knew that cannabis was a medicine um but as far as like the brand and the business i have to tell you the business portion came it was December of 2015. Okay. The day 
Beard Award for that year, I think it's Mindy Singler who was the winner, um, went to a chef who infused with cannabis. And I was like, oh, if John Beard is ready, the rest of the world is ready. So let's <laughs> go for it. So that's kind of like where culinary cannabis was birthed. It originally just started out where I wanted to learn how to infuse properly, as well as, you know, my friends in the culinary space, because I was doing a lot of things in the food and wine space. Mm. Um, so we're just, we'll find a chef that cooks, teaches us how to cook properly, show us how to calculate and dose. Uh, but on that journey, I seen how much there was a lack of education out there. Like, don't get me wrong. There were tons of recipes out there showing you how to make butters, but none of them talked about, okay, well, if you take so much butter and so much weed, even the strains or even the terpene, none of that was available at that time. Like when yeah, you yeah. cook what happens? Like, how much of that should I be eating per serving per person that wasn't available? So I was like, um, if I, I, I call myself the detective, I can find out anything. If <laughs> I can't find this out, how more difficult is this for people that may need to know this information, right? Like, say somebody tells you, oh, it's good for you to cook for your kid with autism or your parent with dementia or Alzheimer's. Like, you may want to do that, but the information on how much to give them wasn't available. So that's kind of like the original birth of the business side of culinary cannabis came out of that. You are doing virtual events with culinary and cannabis, correct? So you are, you're going from, what does it feel like to you to be able to scale your voice in that way now? So you used to be patient on patient and really kind of honing in one-on-one. -on -one. And now with this virtual type of environment, do you still feel like you're, you're scratching that education itch in the same way? Do you still feel, do you still feel like you get the same sensory experience off of teaching when you don't necessarily always see their faces across, you know, uh, across the web or, or however they're experiencing your medium. Um, yeah. Like what made you want to shift to that virtual space? Well, sorry. So the, so the virtual portion came out of a need from the pandemic. It wasn't mm -hmm. anything that I intended on doing, but you know, people were doing Zooms. What they were doing is Zoom, like, I'm going to just sit and watch you. First of all, the events that I do, I don't learn like that. That's why I created them that way. I don't learn by somebody sitting in front of me dictating. It's going to go in one ear, the other. Like, it doesn't work for me. I yeah. hands on touching, feeling, smelling in order for me to remember it. So when the pandemic came, I was like, how do I stay true to the brand and how I learn um, and to the audience that we have? So we created these... Um, these these classes, which we were doing classes before, but there were there's classes where you can order a box and we will make things together. And it also helps oh, keep cool. our community, right. Um, and it also showed me that we have people that want to learn and support in other areas besides California. Because when you do the one on one events, they're they're most of the time they're in Southern California. Um, but a lot of education is needed in other places and not even necessarily here. Although, don't get me wrong, there are people here that still haven't had experiences. I literally had a meeting today with somebody that hasn't had an infused meal. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> I like that um, in tomorrow's world, you run into, like, you are so infused in it, pun intended, that you run into people and you're more astonished that they haven't. Uh, that speaks yeah! a lot to the state of cannabis in California. <laughs> the fact that you're like, what? You have not? Uh, it's everywhere. That is both shocking and awesome at the same time.
Yeah, I'm like, okay, so my, my job, I still I still need to be doing what I'm doing. First of all, that's what it tells me. So we created it out of out of a need, right? So mm-hmm. people still wanted to create community. Um, people were trying a lot more cannabis at home during the pandemic than outside of, right? Because you're not going to work. You're not being screened. You could take the time to take it at home and see how you feel about it because, you know, you're comfortable and people were really... Um, stressed out right so we created these events and these online classes where we made topicals together we made drinks together but we also brought in the holistic side so i had somebody that came in and talked about saging like how do you really sage you just light some no you smudge you set intentions you open the doors what did that come from we had somebody come in and talk about like beard care to talk about that that, that you should be using different <laughs> products on your beard than you use on your hair and even your face it's a different type of product so so we just created something unique to our brand, but so people could still feel a part of something and still feel a part of a community and at the same time still learn. That is uh, awesome. All right, let's take it back a little bit. Let's take it back. We'll catch back up with uh, culinaryandcannabis.com uh, and what we have going on. So you have these uh, bullet items, I guess, resume points we talked about earlier. We have both pastry chef, we have registered nurse. Uh, which comes first then, the cannabis or the cooking? Which of these has the earlier influence and then which got infused with which? Were you already into cannabis and decided <laughs> to cook or were you cooking well and then you discovered cannabis and you're like, well, these two are a match made in heaven, duh. So first of all, I am not a chef. I am not a chef. Let's, let's, But I love to cook pastries and bake. I've been doing it since I was like maybe eight or nine. Like, you know, whenever Christmas comes around, like I would make cookies and put them in tins, birthday cakes. So I've always been like, I've always done that. So that definitely came first, um, which I appreciate those who know how to cook first before they infuse. Mm -hmm. That's a whole nother conversation. We can't have guys a whole nother conversation. Um, so the, so the pastries definitely came first, even the event hosting came first before the cannabis. I was telling somebody like, I've been giving events since sixth grade. If I really think about it, like I talked my mom (laughs) into renting me a hotel and having six or seven of my girlfriends come over. We go in a hotel, we spend the night, we run amok. Um, but I've been doing it since I was like 12 or 13. So those things came first before the cannabis was even part of my life. Um, as far as like cannabis being introduced to me, when I was in high school, all my friend, all of my friends smoked and I didn't smoke because just like y'all see, I'm hyper now. I've been like this. This is sober. I'm like this all the time. So I was like, I don't need weed. I'm fine all the time. I'm hyper. Like y'all really want more of this than what this is already? Like you want some more of this? Um, but my first time actually smoking was on graduation night Whoa. in my mom's wow. At a Taco Bell parking lot. Wow, Because <laughs> I remember. And it was like six of us in the minivan. And they're all smoking. And I'm like, this is what y'all, this is what y'all get excited about? Like, this is, this is, no, this is whack. Like, this, I don't even enjoy this. Um, So that was like my first experience. But all my friends, they smoked. In, I mean, I grew up in LA. I went to underground concerts with Snoop Dogg and the Green Thumb. Like, that's when I, that's what I grew up around, right? So like, Everybody smoked, but I didn't need to smoke. I was already the hyper one of the crowd. But you probably would have calmed me down now that I think about it. But I was like, I don't need that. <laughs> but yep. <laughs> I, I, 
I keep thinking about you in that Taco Bell parking lot that first time. There's like a couple of things I feel like need dissected here. First, it's your sixth grade birthday party uh, at the hotel. Like, I feel like those things never go quite well. Completely. Right, right. You I, just picture young Tamar just running the scene, setting it up. You're at the, oh, you got yeah. the ping pong tables there and the claw machines. I don't know what's happening back in the hotels back then, but just full run in that hotel pool. Something special about a hotel pool, especially for young kids. They get my kids freak out at a hotel pool versus a regular yeah. pool. I don't know. Something special about it. <laughs> yeah. So we like, how do I say? I don't know how old you, well, you, you're probably around my age or a little bit younger. I am so 50. Yeah. Remember, I, you remember the Golden Girls of Wrestling? Do you remember Glow? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. The, the original run Glow when it was on TV. A hundred percent. Right. The original one. So we dressed up as Glow characters <laughs> and just walked back and forth across on the beds. That's one thing we did. We, drew, we ran downstairs to the gym and played on the gym like we knew what we were doing. We went <laughs> to the pool and had food by the pool, pizza by the pool, and just stayed up all night, you know. And but we were we were well behaved. We knew that if we got out of hand, security would come, and that was that would be a problem. But that's what that's what we did back then. Like you know, since grade, we we played like we were wrestlers. We ate, we went in the pool, we went, and we just had a good time. So I've always been that like. Ooh, kind of popular kid because I did that, but not like a cocky popular kid. Like everybody, <laughs> I want to be everybody's friend. I still want to be everybody's friend, but yeah, there you go. No, it is. And part of that, well, I think that in, in one of the things that you talk about in uh, some of the descriptions of the company and some of the things that you talk about on your website at culinaryandcannabis.com is kind of this infusion of positivity right infusion of energy infusion of not just removing the stereotype because when you have these kind of spot treatments and you have these kind of high-end get-togethers where we're talking about the plan and we're dissecting it and we're thinking about how terpenes work with an ensemble effect and other cannabinoids outside of thc and all these things you know sometimes it can be so much about the science and the plant and i love the energy right i love the in authentic Authentic, easy for me to say. Uh, authentic, like authentic, energy. <laughs> yeah, right? authenticity. Easy for me to say. What a terrible speaking day. I love the authenticity of the positivity because it's evident just from here, from talking to you. You can bring it. I can feel it. I'm getting all jacked up. I'm a wired fellow. So now I'm like, we're just going to talk at full volume all show. Uh, is it something that you, obviously, you naturally, Tamara Anderson, you're that way, but is it something that was important to make sure that with every part of what you're doing, every part of these events, that the positivity of this plant and the positivity of its, you know, therapeutic effects was something that had to be talked about and had to be educated on and not just the science of it? Um, I think that it is naturally implemented, right? Because it is me and I do create the events and the experiences. I don't think that it's even a conversation because the events are naturally creative, creative out of what I would desire for me to learn or how I would desire, um, you know, people in my circle or my peers, what I would want them to experience if I gave any type of event or experience. So it's just naturally that it would be that way, right? So a lot of our events are not huge events because I like them to be intimate. I like to be yeah. able to um, be attentive to people. I like to be able to answer their questions. I like to be attentive to the brands that we have on site. So our events are not huge because I, I want I want to be present. I want to be present. I want to be aware. Um, and I think sometimes when you do things that are so big that the connections are lost, right? That mm -hmm. They're lost in 
the essence of that, even for brands, like you can have so many people, but how many people are you going to make connections with that? They're going to remember your brand, right? People remember people and not necessarily brands. Um, right. So I'm, I'm very big on trying to create experiences where you learn something and walk away with something, but have a really good experience. Even if I'm in the back, work my butt off, sweat, you would never know. You, you would, you would never. Know. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I think when you when we think about wellness as a whole and you're using cannabis as just this tool, I think you hit the nail on the head that like wellness is about each and every one of these and how they work together. It's not just that cannabis is this cure all, it's cannabis as it pertains to adding it to this is helping me with this particular thing. Or I'm going to, like you said, sage my house or, you know, the positivity, the way I think affecting my biochemistry in the day to day. And I think that's a really powerful thing to kind of help the students and the ones who are seeking information from you, kind of leading them on that path that this is a holistic process. You really need to think fundamentally about not just what you're taking, but how you're thinking while you take it and why. Mm -hmm. And I, I find that extremely powerful. I also, I really love that you want to keep it small and maintain that connection. BC and I had a conversation the other day about that exact thing, the maintaining that type of connection while you're building a business and just how powerful it can be to open that door and allow anybody to walk through to that event and just the, what you will learn from their questions or what when you can see the light bulb turn on in their head after you teach them something, it's that that process to me is what always kept me going in the industry. And I, I really think your brand embodies that holistically at every facet. And it's not just culinary and cannabis. It's with the can of spa. It's with, it's, it is with so much that you really infuse that with. And I, I, I want to just celebrate that with you. Cause I think it's a major it's not easy to do that and keep that authenticity. And I think you should be celebrated for it. Heck yeah. Oh, thank you. I think it's fantastic. Let's go back. All right. So one of the things we like to do a lot tomorrow with people who are entrepreneurs who have started their company, uh, you feel like you're in a great place now. You look like you're rocking and rolling with it. The website looks beautiful. You have these services planned out. You got the can of spa. You got the treatments. I would imagine, right, is probably coming, working as a nurse and then trying to transition into these. You're doing these events. You're doing all these other things. Uh, let's go back to some of the early days of culinary and cannabis and some of these lessons learned. You know, that's a big thing, especially as we're into this new year and we think about reflections on the past and such um you know and we have and we have the opportunity to speak with people who are trying to start their own businesses and do their own things uh do you have some moments from these early years that of either extreme highlights or more preferably extreme lowlights because honestly failure is an amazing tool for success an amazing tool to learn from and grow from uh do you have some of these steps either missteps high steps low steps from those early years that you can remember that helped shape where culinary and cannabis and culinary and and all this where that eventually ended up definitely so first of all People have your contracts in line. <laughs> have your contracts in line. And don't be afraid to put in there like a, I forget what it's called, um, like a behavioral clause, right? Oh, like okay. don't do things where people can um, personally get out of pocket with you. 
like those those two things right because sometimes you work because i do my own events but i help other people produce their events okay don't let people verbally um abuse you or take advantage of you so don't be afraid to put that clause in your contract you get out of pocket I'm taking and I'm the money you paid me. I'm taking that leaving and you owe me what you owe me because you got a pocket. That's uh, that's number one. That's number I one. Like, I feel like there's a pause that has to happen here tomorrow. Do you have because I want to hear something. Do you have a <laughs> cannabis party that went totally awry? Like, you know, the cops came, people got out of whack. People are okay. hanging from the chandeliers. Like, We can't name names here, but I feel like a, a horror story. Like I've worked 100 plus weddings as a DJ. I've done I've had some bad moments. Uh, I, I need to hear a bad moment. I just think those are the <laughs> I don't, I don't think that I've ever publicly shared this, but I feel oh, so comfortable. Oh, that was so special. That, oh. I will, that I will tell you we will not name names. Nope, sure. But it was literally the first year within me doing events. All right. Um, and I was helping this person produce their event, which they came to my event and loved how I produced my event. So they wanted me to help create their own experience. Makes sense. Um, which I did for a thousand dollars. Found the venue, did the step and repeat, picked up the step and repeat, got brand sponsors, picked up all the sponsorships, got all the volunteers, created all of the bags, um, set up the whole decor and aesthetics. I did the whole production. Yeah, you basically did yeah. the show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Found, it sounds the, like found, found the chefs. Everything to create the timeline did all this a thousand dollars at the end of the night of this event. This person still owe me another fifteen hundred dollars just for bringing in a brand sponsorship, right? All right, end of the night. Um, there were maybe 15 20 people still there helping take down stuff or whatever. This particular person had a you guys watch like the real wives of whatever. I Whatever. have seen my, I have seen, you know, I'm an early season. If I'm going to be honest, I probably the first few seasons, I think my wife and I watched a lot of, but as more cities hopped on and more wives got real, it just became too many wives for me to keep track of. So some of the OG ones I know back in the day, but other than that, I, I tapped out on like season three. Um, so this particular person decided they wanted to have a real wives moment uh -oh. um, and called me every name under the sun that had nothing to do with the work that I did. Didn't tell me thank you for producing their event and helping make it successful, but called me every personal name that you could think of in the book, yelling and screaming. While I'm taking down their step and repeat and packing up their stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah, right. <laughs> literally, like I've been called a bee, fat, all every for good 20 minutes, this went on. It's so, how do you, in those moments, right? Is that something you've had uh, able, I'm trying to think, it was like, so I worked a long time in like retail management and these things before getting into sales and marketing, which then led into like cannabis sales and marketing and those on the floor day-to-day -day retail management. Some of those are battles. Some of those are just terrible customers and things being thrown at you and just attitudes and name callings. I once saw a person get spit on, you know, like that kind of stuff, right? I was uh, punched you, in the face okay, at my see, shop. We, we all got stories. That's a bit <laughs> of a violent uh, so, yes, it was. Uh, so how do you, and I'm curious, well, let's go both Dustin, Tamara first, and Dustin, how do you guys deal with that? What's your kind of advice to deal with that, or what's been your experience to deal with the hostility? My mom always told me you get more with honey 
with, than you do with vinegar. Yeah. So mm-hmm. in that instance, Wise I remained calm and quiet, did what I was doing professionally because there were also other professionals there. Um, and mm-hmm. I never publicly allow myself to get out of pocket regardless of how anyone else is acting because I am also a woman and a black woman Mm -hmm. and I can't afford to step out of those guidelines because automatically if someone else were to arrive the police or for instance or anything I'm the automatic person that they would come to so regardless of anyone else's behavior I always stay in the proper place and especially when it comes to my business and my brand. And I was new. I can't allow you to take me where you are because my reputation is on the line, just as is mm. yours. If you want to go right. there and have your reputation, yeah. put, that's all, by all means, that's you. But I am going to continue to behave in the utmost respectful way, not talk to you, not respond to you. You don't know it's bothering me. And I'm going to continue to do my job and do what I'm going to do because I want to continue to be in business. So I will always remain to be a professional unless you put hands on me. That's a whole nother conversation. But any other time I am going to remain positive because for me, it's just a job. It's just a job. I'm not going to let you take me out of my space and character for a job. So I just, you know, walked away and remained and, refuse to work with this person ever again in my life they are banned from all future events or activities that i participate in that's how you handle it mm-hmm. that's right <laughs> yeah you you vote with your mo- your wallet not your you know not your mouth not your words and and you're right when you own the business there's a certain amount of weight that's on your shoulders with how you you at every given moment you recognize how your company is being perceived And so it's a, it's a huge ordeal when it's, you did everything you do. You have the right frame of mind with it. I couldn't imagine, you know, owning a business and thinking any other way. Every bad review cost me $500, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, in some type of loss, some way, either it's a missed client opportunity or, you know, something. And so to me, it matters. I think it also, did any of those people that were at the events end up working with you again after they had seen something like that happen? Like, did it help instill loyalty with some of the other staff that was around you when they could see you keep calm in that type of pressure? Then they know Tamara's going to keep calm in all of these shows when shit really does hit the fan and we really do need our leader to step up. Um, yeah, I. I it has, um, you know, I, I have some of those relationships of people that were there have continued to work with me and I have had great opportunities with some of those people. Some of those people decide, decided to not work with me and in return ended up getting burned by the same person. So, you know, you, 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 you pick sides. What about some things as it pertains to the actual infused edibles at the events? What is it like to... It's, it's one thing to create a confection that you're going to eat at your house, or it's a dosing requirement that you yourself trust with yourself. What is it like to actually create a confection or infuse something that's going to be given on at a mass event with 20, 30, or 50 people or more? And how do you, how do you, does it change the way you infuse something? Do you choose certain flavors that are kind of more palatable by the broader sense 
and certain milligram amounts that keep that kind of behavior clause from the attendees going. Like almost like if I was to host a, a wedding and I was the alcohol provider, I would be maintaining that no one is getting too drunk. How does that type of situation happen at an event with an edible, with an infusion? How do you kind of maintain that, that, that sober Cali, sober the risk management of, aspect yes. of this business? That's interesting. I don't really think about that. Do we got tomorrow there? We may have lost tomorrow for a moment. Oh, we'll get tomorrow back in just a second. Tomorrow, we're talking with Tamar Anderson when she gets back here. Had a quick uh, drop. Hey, shows on the fly. That's what happens. Thank you for joining us on Because Cannabis. Because Cannabis on YouTube. Please subscribe every Wednesday at 4.20 p.m. Brand new shows. We also are on audio wherever you listen to new podcasts, whether it's uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, all those great audio podcasts. We have brand new shows every Monday. We take the show that we ran on Wednesday. It follows back up on Monday. Also, don't forget, Right now, if you're listening, if you subscribed, uh, we have partnered with Lissett Glass, one of the premier American glass companies in the United States. We have partnered with Lissett Glass, and we are giving away a mystery package from them on September, sorry, February 15th, live show. February 15th, live show. We got a guest for that show as well, a fellow podcast, Cannabis Plant Save My Life. We'll have a Raven, our host of that podcast, on that day. So February 15th, Plant Save My Life. Raven will be on here. You need to go. If you would like to win this, you need to go to wayward.media slash giveaway and follow the instructions. And the instructions are going to ask you to do some hashtagging. They're going to ask you to go do some likes and shares, all the standard stuff you got to do. Look, you got to win free stuff. You got to earn it. And the earn it is the social cred that we are so thriving. So get out there, do your part. Go to wayward.media slash giveaway. Follow all the instructions that are listed there. Don't forget to use the hashtag. Lay it on it, Dustin, because it's an amazing one. Uh, give a wayward hashtag give a wayward hashtag give a wayward is what we're <laughs> looking to do uh, hopefully we'll get tamara anderson from culinary and from cannaspaparty.com uh back on here in a little bit it's been an interesting conversation i'm really curious dustin when she gets back you know that's something on my end i've thought about and i've seen go awry and share uh the story that she shared was bad you know on a personal level but not any like a public uh debauchery type level and as someone who's worked a lot of weddings i've seen some public debauchery type events i've seen police and <laughs> the weddings i've had two weddings and uh early plug pulled by the city or by the venue saying shut it down literally shut it down that's the they give you the traditional symbol yeah. like, thing and you're like do it no it's not even like this point that's one event it was not a polite it was like shut it there was expletives and pulled the plug <laughs> dude came over the cop came over pulled that shit and as a dj i'm tied to one little electrical outlet like the whole wedding by the way survives on just 110 watts <laughs> in the wall and anything goes wrong the entire night go all the power strip you know kind of uh chevy chase uh night or Oh my gosh, Christmas vacation, like piggybacking I've done to make it work. Uh, but I'm curious <laughs> on the risk management. It's something that, you know, we've talked about these pitches we've got from other people and these the students at the Cleveland School of Cannabis. And I'm curious what you think about this. A lot of them are bud and breakfast or consumption cafes. I don't hear very few people bring up risk management because you're giving someone a psycho, potentially psychoactive affecting their brain product, you know, especially if it's THC things people are not always themselves you know yeah i think again when you're when you're the owner it's one thing when you're the 
bartender or you're the, you know, it's, it's a total, I feel like when you don't have the burden of responsibility of your organization and all the salaries of your staff, it, yes, in those terms, like those are the things that I think about. And I also think of it as how do you, you know, as an event host or provider like that, you are essentially curating the experience for all the attendees. And I like that idea of how do we move along the story or move along the experience throughout this evening with certain infusions. And I think that there is a really, I've seen it done in a lot of really powerful ways to kind of really do build an experience or that story that I uh, welcome back to Mara Anderson from culinaryandcanvas.com. We're glad to have you back. Hey, this show is rolling Thank and you. going. We are all just, uh, you're just along for the ride. Thank you. Make sure you subscribe uh, right here. And we're going to have lots of links uh, to Tamara Anderson uh, below as well. We're going to have lots of links to culinaryandcanvas.com as well as canaspaparty.com. Both those links will be down there uh, for you to visit, for you to check uh, them out. So, yeah, you were saying, Dustin, about some of those experiences. And that's the other part. As soon as we get tomorrow back here, that's the other part uh, that we're not only thinking about the risk management. We want to get that piece, but then the like the storytelling aspect of it. Right. Like I think of a one of those fancy chefs that come out and give you like a four course meal, but then tell you the story yes. and the heritage of, you know, my my relatives were from Ireland. So this, you know, gnocchi dumpling thing tells the story of their <laughs> struggles, you know, and it's meanwhile, it's just fucking like mustard on a bread but it's like yeah there's a story behind it and so you have moments throughout the evening and you're infusing and so people are reacting and is there strong storytelling elements to it as well and tamara has worked with a lot of celebrity artists for a lot of these events and so when you consider the level of thought and care that they put into their shows they put into that set list and it matters. They exactly. really That's are a good way to think of it. An experience. And I do picture Tamara kind of building a set list with her infusions. Help oh, three milligrams with this. We're going to add another five milligrams with this later on in the evening or as we pass this out and build and heighten that mood. And I think she has so much positivity just exploding out of her that I cannot see any event that is posted or put on by her ever. I just, I can see it embodying every aspect of it. Not uh, always going to be fantastic. Tamara Anderson from Culinary and Cannabis uh, and Canna Spa Party. Those both websites will be in the description below. Uh, Culinary and Cannabis and that. Lots of great services there. Um, you know, you can check them out, go through all these different aspects of it, uh, kind of get that experience. Uh, don't forget as well, we got a lot of great guests coming up here in a little bit. If you have subscribed, we got some great guests coming up in February. Uh, we have our giveaway uh, coming up as well. I'm excited. I'm excited about what we have uh, going on in there in that world and what we have coming up this year. What is your ideal? If you were to be going to would you prefer to have a business networking event that was cannabis related or would you rather go to a wedding that had cannabis, like a cannabis bar? Networking event, I think. It's an interesting point, right? So, you know, we had to throw back to one of our early shows, Alan Katz, the cannabis wedding DJ uh, guy, cannabis uh, 
can of joint vows. That's what it was. Joint vows, not just DJ, but the whole process of it is, uh, you know, this like fused weddings and from toking during the ceremony. I definitely think because the wedding, there's other things that have to happen. And so the one aspect you could say, well, I like the weddings because the cannabis is a background thing and you have someone else who's the center of attention and you get to do your own kind of thing in the background. But then there's the other side. But the networking event to me seems like it'd be more relaxing. But here's the big old but. Oh, yeah. Uh, is people get awkward sometimes on cannabis. And I do. Is I am relationships not. Relationships and networking. Yeah, I'm about not like a, a blaze and, and converse with a new person type of guy. I'm like, I just smoked a joint. I'm uh, So you'd be the wedding, I would think, then. Because the, yes. the, the networking requires. <laughs> I could it. sit at the table and just be like, look at how pretty the. I think as long as everyone is infusing, I think that's probably okay. If you're like that's the a good soul, point. right? Because I get a little louder. I get a, so everyone knows like, like I can tell when you consume. I get a little louder. I get a little more energetic, just like Tamara Anderson from uh, culinaryandcannabis.com was talking about. A little more energetic <laughs> in such in that vibe. So, yeah, I think I would definitely like the networking, even though the wedding is more chill. Uh, I don't know if either one of those sounds great. You know what I want to attend? <laughs> I saw a random video on LinkedIn. Uh, thank you, by the way, Zoe Wilder. If you haven't checked out Zoe Wilder on the different, and I wish she I had maybe awesome. some there. Uh, she's been amazing. A lot of these guests, including Tamara Anderson, have come from uh, Zoe Wilder, and she was able to, uh, in whoever, she, in Marcella as well, who works with them, uh, able to really help us get some great guests here on Because Cannabis. Definitely find Zoe on uh, LinkedIn, on Instagram, the great follow, a lot of great information. She works with a lot of amazing brands. And so we want to yes, follow her LinkedIn. It's awesome. Seriously. Yes, absolutely. One of the things I saw on there was a post MJ BizCon from last year party hosted by former guest of because cannabis andrew d'angelo a wake and bake kind of party to kick off mj bizcon which two things a i need to be invited to that this year because it sounds awesome but then b that was my thought upon seeing that is how in a room full of a bunch of you know businessy folks because a lot of people were like in their business suits like getting ready to go work the trade show floor but it's the cannabis trade show floor. It's not the auto parts trade show floor, but they're all doing the same thing. It's the trade show, but yet they're all getting blazed up. And so now I'm like, it's early morning. They're getting all blazed up. And now you got to go work the floor and, you know, dot your I's and cross your T's and your stuff. And now I'm like, Ugh. I don't know. I don't know if I want that or not. You know what? I, God, I remember my first MJ BizCon and I fucking walked the floor with a tie on and I've never felt like more of a jackass in my entire life. There was 45,000 people there, professionals of every degree, and not one of them had a damn tie on. Everyone had their 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 business casual, like, sweater or, like, just little simple button-up. It's button the up way and, to go. The, yeah, the, the button-up and, and sweaters are the business cash. I would say – and there is a moment, right? Let's say I'm, you're speaking to a state house. Sorry to interrupt. Let's say you're speaking to a state house. Let's say you're working the room. There is a moment for the suit and tie, 1,000%, <laughs> right? There are times and places for those, and there are times and places for your super stoner tie-dye, but the accepted outfit of cannabis seems to be – Pretty business casual, but the sweater, the pullover, lots of branded shit. It's almost like wrestling in NASCAR. Everyone's got to wear their brands all the time <laughs> on their shirts. Like you just all like I do this in disc golf too. Everyone always wears their like their own name. And like, you know how you don't want to be the dude who shows up to the band with that band shirt on because it's kind of like douchey, but yet it's accepted now. You basically just wear your brand all the time. 
all the time. <laughs> I mean, honestly, before I sold the inhalables, every shirt I owned had the inhalables logo on it. I mean, like I owned 30 <laughs> shirts, but they all were inhalables, you know? So I totally get that. I think I did. I always felt pretentious about that at first. And then the more and more that I grew to absolutely love and embody the brand is the more and more that I was like, this is the, this is me. This is new attire. The thing I, I, uh, thinking about breakfast in Vegas, man, I'm, there is no breakfast in Vegas without egg works. It is my favorite fucking breakfast restaurant in Vegas. There's probably like six of them or seven of them that you can go to, but egg works. I don't know if they sponsored by them yet, but I will be. Eggworks, Las Vegas. I will have to uh, check those out. I'll go to Eggworks. I'll get fired up, enjoy my favorite King Palm Rollies. I will be good to go, right? You know how I roll <laughs> here uh, because cannabis. Uh, Dustin, I think we'll, uh, we'll go through, wrap up our show here today soon. Let's say our goodbyes. We'll definitely get Tamara Anderson back on here yes, uh, at some point. We definitely want to follow back up with her. We had so many things to talk about. We'll get a whole hour talk risk management, talk about some of the infusions and the storytelling things uh, that are going on. She's having some technical difficulties out there in California. California today, or maybe it's just warm and nice. And she was like, I'm done. And I'm about to roll and <laughs> blaze and smoke and drive down the streets of LA uh, somewhere. Tomorrow, Anderson, culinaryincannabis.com, canaspaparty.com. If you are in the West Coast, or if you are in California, you need to check this service out. If you're somewhere else, Virtual options are readily available, particularly in adult use states. So that's something you could check out. She can help walk you through the settings for these adult use parties. Find the perfect venue for you. Can a spa party as well. Uh, when we get Tamara Anderson back on the show, we'll talk can a spa parties, the whole aspect of it, right? I need some big old buds right across these eyelids. I got some things right here I would like to have touched up. And maybe if I put some infused cucumber slices on there it'll shrink my fatty nodes above my eyeballs or whatever they called um, that's a good goal for our first sponsor Get yes left facelift for a sponsor if you have a cannabis infused <laughs> product to give me a facelift we will hook you up. by the way if you are uh, hello at wayward.media hello at wayward.media we are looking for sponsors right now solicitation so if you are interested uh we got some great things coming in 2023 give us a shout we would definitely appreciate it you can find us at wayward.media as well followed uh, wayward.media meet wm at meet wm socially and all the different social things uh and such so give us a follow give us a shout if you're interested in working with the show we'd love to hear from you uh as we look to expand our offerings on all of wayward media all of wayward media we've got a lot of great things coming up in 2023 uh dustin thank you for an amazing show as always i apologize to you guys out there we didn't get a chance uh to finish up our conversation with tamara anderson from culinaryandcannabis.com from cannaspaparty.com but we're going to give her the benefit of two shows two promotions absolutely here on because cannabis dustin thank you uh for hanging out with us hanging out with me okay. and tamara today uh we will see you next week every wednesday 4 20 p.m Make sure you hit subscribe below in that button so you get the notifications. We're also available on audio. Follow. Give it five stars. Give it five stars. They say in marketing, I got to give you direction. So you right there, I'm looking at you. Five. Count them look five at my stars. puppy dog eyes. Yeah, look at Dustin's Follow. sad little eyes. Uh, look at Dustin's <laughs> sad little eyes. Do those all things. All right, everyone. We'll see you next Wednesday. Have a great week.